I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. VSAN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Go to vsin.com to find out all the ways to watch and listen to vsin. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Hour number two, Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. I am here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. James comes to us via Denver, Colorado, and we're keeping an eye on Sunday night football, I mentioned at the end of the last segment there, a good defensive stand for the Kansas City defense. They were turned over by the Buffalo Bills defense, and then they were able to force Buffalo into a punting situation. Buffalo started with field position in Kansas City territory. They had to punt it back to the Chiefs. The Chiefs now with a first and 10 on their own 30-yard line. Under two minutes left to go in this first quarter. Buffalo still winning the ball game 7-3, to three, and in the live market, they remain one-and-a-half-point favorites. Your total still right about where we uh, were at kickoff at 56-and-a-half. James, I want to take a look at some of the picks in all of the contests that we talk about here on the Pro Football Blitz, the Circa Million, the Circa Survivor, of course, the Westgate Super Contest, and then also a couple of the contests over at DraftKings. And I'll start with the contests at DraftKings, and this is basically the same as they have uh, out here in Las Vegas, a Pick'em Contest and then also a Survivor Contest. As far as the Pick'em, the Consensus 5 Picks, are looking at a 3-2 and two week, which is never too shabby. They had the Vikings as the most popular pick at minus 7.5, and, and you can certainly understand that. That was a favorable line 
as it closed at 10 in favor of Minnesota. They had the Jets at plus three and a half as the second most popular selection. And again, a very good line there as the Jets got down to as low as two and a half point dogs in some spots before kickoff. The Packers at two and a half. How fortunate was that one? The Chargers at minus one and a half was another top five pick in the DraftKings Pick'em contest. And then finally, the Cowboys at minus six and a half. Another very good number there. So uh, the DraftKings contest, as far as the consensus goes, that's a pretty good week at three and two with some very advantageous numbers. Thinking about the DraftKings contest and their format, Brady, I think they post their lines on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. If it's not Tuesday, it's very early on Wednesday. And the one thing that they do with their lines is they don't have any even numbers. It's all There's a, there's a hook on every number. There's a hook on every game. And I think they don't want to have to deal. I think that just makes it, depending on which way you go, if you're looking for favorites or dogs, and for me as somebody that would be a dog, if you're getting that, you're talking about a key number of three. Is it going to go to two and a half or is it going to be a three and a half or even seven, six and a half or seven and a half? So just the interesting kind of wrinkle that they do with the DraftKings contest that every game, every side is going to have a half a point to it. And also the fact that you can you can put your plays in all the way up almost right up until kickoff on Sunday. You can play the Thursday play if you want to play the Thursday game, but you're not obligated to have to play all five plays like you are in some of these other contests that you and I definitely <laughs> like to indulge in. Uh, the fact that you can play the Thursday game, but that doesn't mean you have to submit all five plays. You can wait up until Sunday. And I think as we get deeper into the season, Brady, we know that injuries become more and more of a factor. And if you can wait for those inactive reports, at least for the early games, the first round of games, which is usually seven to eight games that are played in the early or early round, finding out some of that information as far as who's available, that's kind of key. So just interesting wrinkles to think about for the DraftKings contest that is going forward and the fact that it's not restricted to a state. So it's got multiple states. I think they have nine states that are competing in this contest. And as long as you're within that state, you can play just right off of your right. right you can play mobily. And that's really the that, that's the only restriction. You've got to be within that state to play. And I think that's something that's progressive that I think we'll start to see an expansion, not only from this year, what DraftKings is doing, but I think we're going to start to see other operators start to copy how DraftKings has formatted that out. Yeah, you and I did a program before football season kicked off about contest play, and you and I both agreed how player better friendly the DraftKings contests are. It's just incredible. And you mentioned the uh, every game having a hook on it. Every game, uh, not a stale, not not a static number, if you will, or a flat number, I guess is the way to describe it. But every uh, number has got a half point attached to it, and and I really like that. I would kind of like to see that happen with our contests out here in Las Vegas at Circa. And- and the Super Contest. I mean, some of these numbers here uh, for the DraftKings contest are very advantageous when you either take off a hook or add a hook to the other side, and and then you don't end up with any pushes. And, and that takes me to the the consensus five picks in the Westgate Super Contest. The 49ers were the most popular pick. That was a loser as they were not able to cover the five and a half points there as underdogs. The Chargers was a winner, uh, just laying one and a half in the Westgate contest. The Bills uh, were the third most popular pick at Westgate. Obviously, that one is still undecided. The Titans were a winner, and then the fifth most popular pick was the Bengals, and that's a push. So, you know, it's better than a loss, but it's kind of a bummer when you're playing a contest to settle for half a point, which is what a push is worth. The old standard that we talk about in sports betting and it's kiss your sister when you get a push, right? 
like, yeah, you do. You don't want to lose. So sometimes if you're if you're behind and you feel fortunate that that game ended up landing on that number, okay, different story. But yeah, if you wanted to win that, and that's what we're trying to do when we jump into these contests, is we're trying to win. We're trying to score high and get one of those big caches. Yeah, pushes always kind of feel like, yeah, it's a little, I wouldn't say deflating. It's better than a loss. But ultimately, yeah, it's interesting the fact that you can find these games, at least in the DraftKings, where every game has a hook to it, makes it interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see. We're only in week five how that how that really plays out later in the season. Because I think the fact that those numbers come out so early in the week, and we know so much information comes out later in the week when it comes to player availability, and even more so now, now we're getting deeper into the season where more and more in more and more injuries really impact what what the rosters look like and kind of game plans going forward for for teams going into Sunday. I think that's very impactful. So for those that are in that contest, a lot of things to consider as the weeks progress. And looking at the Circa Millions top consensus five picks, the Carolina Panthers were the most popular pick, and that looked like a winner for a long time, but ends up a loser. The 49ers also a loser. The Titans a winner. The Chargers, so similar picks week to week, really, in the Circa Millions and the Westgate Super Contest. Right now, the Circa consensus five at two and two, and they also have the Buffalo Bills with their fifth most popular pick. Obviously, that one is pending. Currently, the Bills are out in front, seven. Seven to three, about 14 minutes left to go in the second quarter there. And Kansas City has now ma- uh, moved back into the role of a favorite in the live market here, minus one and a half in favor of Kansas City. Your total still at 56 and a half. All right, James, Circus Survivor. This was uh, this was a big one for you, and 58% of the people in the Circus Survivor contest that were on the Minnesota Vikings. What an absolute sweat. The Detroit Lions take the lead late in the game, 17-16. to 16. Kirk Cousins drives his team the other way, and they hit a field goal. They hit a field goal as time expires to win the game like they could not do in Arizona a few weeks ago, James. And you're very happy this one went through the uprights. <laughs> Well, and it was a competitive game to begin with. It, this wasn't a game where Minnesota just stepped out there with a 10-point favorite, basically. Never felt like it. It felt like this was a game where they kind of, you know, big game last week, very physical game last week against the Cleveland Browns. How much did that take out of them? And with Minnesota's been playing a lot of games right down to the wire. We saw that game a couple weeks back. Just start, think about week one, overtime loss at Cincinnati. Another tight contested game uh, down to the wire, missed field goal against Arizona. We think about the physicality of the NFL, but also the psychological aspect, the, in, the emotional aspect that comes from winning and or losing. And I just wonder how much of that took a toll out of Minnesota over the first four weeks, the high-level games that they were playing and how those games ended up the, a team that I think is far better than what their record was at the time coming into this game at one and three but Detroit's been playing hard they've been competing week in and week out they just can't finish these games we saw that a couple weeks ago against the Baltimore Ravens they have them down fourth down what fourth and 20 Baltimore's inside their own 10 and make a big play all the way down the field to be able to get in field goal range for Justin Tucker to be able to hit a 60 I think it was what 66 yard NFL record field goal just really demoralizing for Detroit week in and week out, being so close but not being able to finish. Now, thinking about from the survivor standpoint, that's exactly what it felt like it is. I text you like I like you talked about, Brady, being able to just, I don't know, emotionally 
trying to survive through the survivor at that point when it because ultimately it came down they fumbled the football did minnesota it was it was the backup running back there for because really you didn't you, it was alexander madison who fumbled the ball out just outside their own 20 that set up detroit to be able to not only get the the the, the touchdown but then they went for two they're playing for keeps nothing to lose you're the big underdog you go for two and you get it with what what less than 40 seconds i thought the party was over i thought no more survivor and i figured you know what brady for me it's like well if i'm gonna lose in survivor better to get it over with early in the season than go through all this sweat and heartache and then lose somewhere later but i'll take it i'm glad yeah. i'm still alive as is 57 percent of the contest is still alive based on what happened today with minnesota yeah absolutely at the end of the day you are uh, wiping that sweat off your brow and you're a happy camper that you are still alive maybe you will learn through all of this that uh you know why i don't play survivor <laughs> you and i have talked about this before as well <laughs> yeah. I, I am so much you know focused on a spread it's very hard for me sometimes to play in a contest where you're trying to just pick the outright winner i tell you it was also a sweat with the second most popular pick in circus survivor and that was the new england patriots who looked like they were going to lose the entire game ended up finally winning that one by a field goal the ravens the third most popular pick that of course is undecided they will play on monday night the bucks get a win the cowboys get a win the titans get a win but the raiders looks like the raiders were the fifth most popular pick in Circus Survivor, and they lose. They are upset as a home favorite by the Chicago Bears. So there is a few Circus Survivor entries that will not be around for week six. We will be around for another segment here. We'll get you updated on Sunday Night Football and continue to recap the action that went down in the NFL in week five on the Pro Football Blitz here at VSIN. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to vsin.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, and they are currently at a break in Sunday night football at Arrowhead Stadium between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills. Kansas City currently with the ball on offense and trying to take the lead here from the Buffalo Bills. In fact, they did punch it into the end zone, and the extra point is good. Looks like that commercial was just after that score. So now Kansas City out in front, 10-7, to about 10 minutes left to go in the second quarter, and Kansas City now moves to a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the live market, right where they started prior to kickoff. It's very interesting, James. You've got a 10-7 to ball game in favor of Kansas City. The live market is exactly where we were prior to kickoff. Two and a half in favor of the Chiefs with a total of 57 and a half. And thinking about where this game is playing. Now, this is going to be a game. We know it's a 60-minute game, and it's going to be it's a high level. It feels like a playoff game. Can you compete and be able to sustain the, the, the highs and lows, right? There's, it's a roller coaster of a game. And I think right now, thinking about where Kansas City sits, they dodged a couple of bullets. Their first drive went down the field. Tyreek Hill on third down drops a first down pass. Would have been inside. Would have been first and goal for Kansas City inside. He drops the pass. Good pass by Mahomes. They have to settle for three. As they come down, Bills go right down and score. The, the ensuing kickoff, Kansas City fumbles the kickoff right around their 20, giving the Bills an opportunity to jump on it and capitalize on a big mistake, and they did not. They ended up not even being in field goal range. Big sack and pushed them way back, did Josh Allen. I think that's what we're. That's what I wanted to see, and that's why I took Kansas City, Brady, was because I wanted to see the Bills be able to sustain a high-level competitive game for 60 minutes. How do they respond when they have an opportunity and they didn't make the play? How do they keep coming back from that? And right now, if you just look at the box score, I mean, plays right now, it's 20 in favor, total plays in favor of Kansas City, 28 to 12, and time of possession right now, 14 minutes to 5 minutes in favor of Kansas City. How does that start to play out? Because we're only, we're only 20 minutes into this game. We still have 40 minutes to go, and the fact that Kansas City was able to dodge a couple of those bullets, the big drop on third down by Tyreek Hill, and then the ensuing fumble on the kickoff right around their 20. The fact that they have the lead right now, I think Kansas City's got to be feeling really good 
about where they're sitting, considering some of the landmines that they dodged. Yeah, and Buffalo had that opportunity off of the turnover when they were eventually forced to punt by the Kansas City defense. So that was one opportunity missed. Again, a tight ball game here, a good play there by Buffalo on second down. They will face third down and short here, deep in their own territory, 10 to 7. Currently, Kansas City out in front. Let's continue to look back at what we saw on Sunday. The New Orleans Saints, they were at 2-2 two and two coming into Washington on Sunday. And the football team also at 2-2 two and two off of a win last week over Atlanta. New Orleans closed as two-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one with a total of 43-and-a-half. This was a sloppy game early, really, for both sides, James. A lot of turnovers. And then the first half ended sloppily with a Hail Mary heave into the end zone. Jameis Winston hits a touchdown pass as time expires in the first half. They take a 20-13 to 13 lead into the locker room. And this time, James, they held on to that 11-point lead in the fourth quarter, and they end up taking it over Washington 33-22. to 22. They cover as two-and-a-half-point favorites. The game goes over the total. And I tell you what, what I took away from this game, James, I'm not so sure the, Sh- the Saints are really very good. I think they're decent. But I think we were correct about Washington. They're not very good at, at all, and especially on defense. No, not at all. And that, that how much how, thinking about where they were on that Hail Mary that gave the New Orleans Saints a seven point lead. And they didn't even contest it. I don't know if they thought they were going into the locker room prior to that. You got to play for the full, at, at least in that case there, till it says triple zero there, 30 minutes into the game, finish out the play. And that's what Washington didn't do. And just wonder, this is a very fragile team right now, and, and they haven't been able. There was a lot of hype about them in the offseason, talking about that defensive front and a lot of talent up front. It's not showing up. It hasn't showed up for the first four weeks and really didn't show up today either. I'm just not sure where this team is collectively from a, a, a mentality standpoint, and I don't know where the leadership is. We're not seeing it on the defensive side. I'm, there is no leadership on the offensive side. We're talking about Taylor Haneke having to be thrust into the, the quarterback position because of the injury to Fitzpatrick in the first game and then their leadership really should start with the veteran coaching staff that they have there with Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio on the defensive side running the defense for that team but right now it just looks like a, a very a team that's very disjointed and not there's no cohesion right now and they just look like when they step out on the field they don't believe they can win and compete for 60 minutes there's an opportunity converted there for the buffalo bills josh allen to emmanuel sanders for a touchdown and you and i talked about it james we figured this was going to be a heavyweight fight back and forth and right now playing according to form 14 to 10 now in favor of the buffalo bills as they convert the extra point and they flip back to a one and a half point favorite your total now starting to go towards the over the in-game line at 62 and a half Still about uh, eight minutes left in the second quarter here before they go to halftime. The Tennessee Titans, James, they lost as a road favorite in week four to a winless team, and they were cast into the same situation here in week five, going into Jacksonville as a road favorite. Jacksonville, of course, without a win yet on the season. And Tennessee went into the half with an 11-point lead. We talked about Derrick Henry in the consider it, book it, or drop it segment, and he did his same old routine, you know, wearing down that other defense on the other side of the ball, and he did it again to the Jacksonville Jaguars today. We talked about this game, you know, and I know you, I believe, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, went to that stinky side, and I agreed with you, like, 
you know, oftentimes the media overblows how bad a situation in Jacksonville or any particular city might be. And, of course, all the talk all week long about what a mess it was down there. I stayed away from it because I just didn't really know how bad the mess was. And Jacksonville looked okay early, but eventually... I don't know if it was the mess that's going on in the locker room and what have you with the organization. I think Tennessee and Derrick Henry was pretty much just too much for this defense today. They end up winning this one in a route 37-19. Well, and I think it falls on the Jacksonville offense. It starts on the offensive line. It's a, a, a This is a 1-15 team from last year, so got to temper your expectations. I know their season win total at one point was sitting at like six and a half. That was absolutely crazy, just thinking, well, you're going to have a new coach and a new quarterback, and all of a sudden they're going to start winning all these football games. To me, it starts up front. This is not a good offensive line, and you're seeing it play out in the red zone. We saw it back on Thursday night. Against Cincinnati, they had an opportunity to go up 21, and they can't finish in the red zone, weren't able to to go in with that bigger lead, and I think that really affected their psyche. Well, same thing kind of happened today. Jacksonville was hanging around, hanging around, and in that third quarter, they got down. I thought they they thought that they had scored. They thought that that Trevor Lawrence had gotten across the end, uh, gotten across the goal line and scored. Well, he didn't. They reviewed the play right inside the red zone, right inside the goal line. What do they do? Same kind of thing again. Can't get the ball across the goal line. I think it just demoralizes the team when you're playing and competing, when you know you're overmatched, and they are from a a talent standpoint. I think they're overmatched from a coaching standpoint, too. This is not, you know, this is, think about Urban Meyer. He's used to being the team, he's used to having the team that has by far the better team on paper. Well, he's on the absolute opposite side now when you talk about the talent disparity between what he's got with his Jacksonville Jaguars roster as opposed to all these other teams that they're playing. That's why they were 1-15 last year, thinking that they're still going to be able to get out there and compete. They're playing hard, but they just don't have the talent to be able to go out there and finish, and it really hurts them in the red zone. And I think when you can't get down there, you're down right there at the goal line, Brady, and you can't punch it across to stay competitive in these games, it's really demoralizing for a team that is fighting their hearts out, but ultimately, just talent-wise, they just don't have enough pieces to compete right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I thought there were moments when Trevor Lawrence looked fine. You know, they made a couple of plays on defense here and there. And, and that's why I say, I don't know if it was really the distractions and the dumpster fire and the Urban Meyer, you know, all, all the controversy going on all week long in Jacksonville. I think it may have just come down to talent. It, you know, it looked like this team was trying to compete. They did not look necessarily in disarray. I, I just don't think they have the horses. And I don't think Tennessee's a great team either. James, would you agree with that? I mean, you know, Derrick Henry obviously is a force to be reckoned with. And he can carry that offense like he did today. But that defense for Tennessee is still really bad. I, I'm not uh, thoroughly impressed with this team in any way. No, it's not a team that gets pressure on the quarter. It's the same defense that we saw from last year. Can't get pressure on the quarterback. Can't cover on the back end because of it. Puts a lot of pressure on their secondary to have to cover for four, five, six, seven seconds because there's no pressure running up on the quarterback. Jacksonville's been getting hammered all year long. Trevor Lawrence has been under pressure all all season long. They got two sacks today, and they had 33 dropbacks. This is just a team right now with Tennessee, same team that we saw from last year. It's all Derrick Henry or bust right now, and on that defense, when they start playing better teams, their weaknesses are going to show up. The Tysons host the Buffalo Bills on Monday night next week and the Jaguars are over in London to take on the Miami Dolphins. We'll be right back with more of the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. Guide is a must-have with key insights for data for both avid hockey bettors and those are that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99. It's all at vcin.com slash subscribe. Hockey season right around the corner. Get your betting guide now, vcin.com slash subscribe. Get into the Pro Football Blitz every week with James Salinas and Brady Cannon. We preview the games on Saturday. We recap and look ahead on Sunday, and that's what we're doing right now, as well as updating Sunday night football. The Bills back out in front, a seesaw affair going on here at Arrowhead Stadium. Just about five minutes left in the second quarter right now, and the Bills out in front 14-10 to over the Kansas City Chiefs. The live line here is three and a half in favor of Buffalo as Josh Allen hits a big strike to Stephon Diggs down the middle of the field there. Looks like Buffalo is in the red zone once again, and the total creeping up now. 64 and a half, and it just ticks down there to 63 and a half. James, let's take a look at some of our best bets. We give these out on the program on Saturday, and then, of course, we grade them here on Sunday. We were talking about that New Orleans Saints game against the Washington football team. I was able to cash that money line bet. I, I felt like I was going to uh, throw the points out of the equation, but uh, I could have taken the points there as uh, the Saints covered that one. But I do cash the bet, minus 140 on the money line there. And then a two-team teaser that I actually pushed on one leg but cashed the other end. That was the Jets getting nine and a half and the Patriots plus three. The Patriots, uh, I thought I was going to get there with a touchdown late by New England. They end up winning that game by a field goal. But the Jets, uh, that was pretty lucky. They tacked on that field goal with 22 seconds left in the game to cut it from a 10-point deficit to a 7-point deficit. So a couple there with money in the bank. And then I'm, of course, waiting out the second leg of this one with the Bills plus eight and a half. Yeah, I think thinking about the Jets game first in London, just the same old thing with the Jets. Can't score. They couldn't score in the first half, mustered up only three points. They were down 20 to three. And But you're playing an Atlanta team that is still trying to figure out who they are, new coaching staff, and you know, it was a big game from from Matt Ryan. I think that's the biggest piece here is the Jets defensively just can't get off the field. Atlanta, 9 out of 14 on third down. Again, being able to continue to move the sticks and just a lot of plays. Last week, the Jets were on the field for 93 plays against the Titans. Not as many plays today. 75 plays their defense was on the field. But ultimately, their offense only had 52 So 52 plays, so a lot of three and outs. I think you're just seeing a Jets defense that's competing and playing hard, but they're also de- devoid of talent for sure. It's not a good football team either, but they're just starting to wear down, and you kind of saw that definitely in the first half. And Atlanta really didn't take advantage of that until the fourth quarter. Kind of, I don't know if they just thought that the the the, the spot that they were in up 20-3 to three at the halftime could clearly dominating that game. Really, just not a team that's going to finish off uh, off other teams as far as the Falcons are concerned. Yeah, they're 2-3 and three right now, but it's not a good football team either. 
Well, if there's any team that needs a bye week, it's the Jets' defense, right, James? <laughs> they have been overworked, <laughs> yes. and, and they're a pretty darn good unit. You look at their numbers as well. They rank pretty highly across the league, uh, but they are putting so much pressure on themselves with the offense not being able to do anything. I imagine they're ready for a nice break. We'll see how they come out of the bye when they return to action in Week 7 with just one win on the season so far. Let's take a look at your bets there. And uh, the Dolphins, I know you were trying that one, trying to go the stink there as well. And, you know, I, I thought it made a heck of a lot of sense. Bad scheduling spot for Tampa Bay. Really, quite honestly, the Buccaneers have not looked like the defending champions. If you look at what Tom Brady did in that Sunday night game against the Patriots, I mean, he wasn't all that great against Atlanta, wasn't a good, wasn't all that great against the Los Angeles Rams. So everything made sense there with that inflated line. But uh, in the end, that one did not get home as the Buccaneers just routed Miami. And I think that's more the fact that Miami just looks really awful. But James, uh, you know, you had that incredible sweat in Survivor with the Minnesota Vikings and the football gods knew you hadn't had enough yet. So so they made it a wild one down in Los Angeles with the Browns and the Chargers for you. You were laying two with, with the uh, the lightning bolts. I was laying two with the lightning bolts for a contest play. I had bet them straight that way, and then I had gotten more and then more and then more. I actually got a live line with them plus eight and a half at one point. Maybe it was right right after halftime, whatever oh, it was. Man. It was just like, they're going to figure this out. I just feel like they're going to figure this out. All the injuries to Cleveland now, they were starting a third-string tackle on the left side, and then the right tackle, Conklin, went down later in the game. They had a plug-and-play like the offensive line just was in tatters on the edges and that's what I was looking at where they were we know that that defensively they played hard I mean it was a great competitive game wild game and I think that's the thing with the Chargers here thinking about this is and I think this is thinking about coach Brandon Staley there and I, I kind of root for him. Uh, there's a, there, in a sense, not a, not that I know Brandon Staley, but there's a personal connection. He he had a he had a job at a at a newspaper back in the day. Maybe Bill Eighties listening. Oh, you know, <laughs> he was he was running the Chicago Tribune. But Brandon Staley used to run. He was on the sports desk doing agate pages. I did that back in the day, and I remember his press conference, and he talked about that specifically. And I remember doing that as a young college kid, long nights doing that with the Rocky Mountain News, defunct now paper here in Denver. Uh, but talk about a gambler. We're a, we're, a, we're a sports betting show. It's a family show, Brady, but we are a sports betting family show. He Talk about a gambler. That's exactly what Brandon Staley was. He doesn't care about kicking field goals and punting the football. There were four fourth and eights on his end of the field like this was this if you're looking at somebody that forget about whatever it looks like trying to punt the ball on fourth and two these old school guys and there's still a lot of old school guys in this league this is the this is the new generation of what it looks like when it whether it's talking about analytics situations whatever I'm all about that action because Brandon Staley kept going and going but he also knew that that defense was wearing down for the Cleveland Browns, and he had the better offensive line. He had the better talent out there with Herbert and those bigs to be able to throw the football to. Absolutely. That was a wild game, a fun game, the most competitive game of the day. And fortunately, I was ended up on the right side of it in so many different aspects. Yeah, we're kind of hoping for similar results here today. You and I both cash a ticket there. I had the Cleveland Browns teased up to plus seven and a half. That gets home. And uh, all teasers on the Cleveland Browns cash. And then, of course, the Chargers win that one by five points. So you win. The Chargers really cover all bets, whether it was one and a half, two, or two and a half. But I tell you what, um, I don't think I'm going to downgrade either team in my ratings when I go into week six. I thought 
you know, we, we went into this game saying this is a possible playoff game preview. And I think it absolutely solidified that notion today by the way that these two teams went after it back and forth. I mean, who's really better in the AFC right now? Is it the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, uh, the, uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers? Uh, you know, maybe the Ravens. Let's not forget about them either. But these guys definitely look like they are going to be in the mix come January, December, what have you. And, and about the coaches... I love both of these guys, James. Brandon Staley, absolutely. The foot on the gas. I mean, this was a chess match between two very aggressive play callers and these, this new wave of young head coaches in the NFL. I like the way they're going. And I thought Staley kind of made a mistake at the end of the game, and Stefanski clearly told his team, hey, pull one of those chargers into the end zone at the line of scrimmage because that's that's our only hope. And and a couple of the players went to take a knee at the one-yard line and just, you know, bleed out the clock here, kick the field goal or whatever it was, and, and end the game. But Staley, you know, or, or he kind of made a mistake there, I thought. And it was uh, Stefanski that had his players kind of drag the Charger player into the end zone because that was the only shot they had left, was to let them score to get the ball back and see if they could go down and tie it. Well, and I'm glad they did because their kicker missed two. This yeah. talk about a theme throughout the day. Oh my Brady, goodness! Unbelievable. Miss PATs. The, uh, I think there was a dozen of them. Eleven, yes. twelve, whatever it was. I got. I, and Mason I got Crosby had about eight of them. Oh, brutal, brutal. <laughs> miss PATs, miss field goals all day long. Let's just get it. Let's just ban the kicker. Can we just go back? Like we played Pee Wee football. I played Pal Police Athletic League football back in the day. We didn't have uprights. You went for it on fourth down. We didn't have special teams outside of kicking off the football to start the game. There was no punting. There was no extra points. There was no field goals. Just get out there and play four downs. That's exactly. It's a good thing that they that the Cleveland Browns did throw him into the end zone to not only cover the number for me on that bet, but also. Didn't want to rely on any kickers. I think at this point, outside of Minnesota, so I say all that, and uh, and the young fellow from Minnesota makes that 56-yard field goal, whatever that was, to win the game for them to keep me alive and survivor. But uh, aren't you done with kickers? It's just exhausting, the fact that once they move that PAT back from, the, from 20 yards to now a 33-yard attempt, I think it's just gotten in the heads of these kickers where it's all psychological. These guys are good kickers. They know what they're doing. They know how to finish. But I think it's in their heads. And once they hook one or miss one, now they just can't make it and get it's like having the yip sitting there at the free throw line. That's exactly what we're seeing in the NFL with these place kickers. All a part of the incredible sweat. You gotta throw a kicker in there. Just uh, just when you think you've got it under wraps, up steps the place kicker and uh, just adds to that nerve-wracking situation that is the NFL. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Right here on the Pro Football Blitz at V Sin, the Sports Betting Network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, he's gonna guard, and then on I'm top of it, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here, taking, keeping an eye on Sunday night football. And boy, Josh Allen just strikes against that Kansas City defense or lack thereof Kansas City defense. That looked way too easy, James. They were up 14 to nothing, were the Buffalo Bills. And now with just about a minute and a half left before halftime, they strike again. The extra point is up and good. And now a 14-point advantage for Buffalo, 24 to 10. First half sales over the total. Your in-game total now up to 65 and a half, and the live line is in favor of Buffalo by nine and a half. And pr- prior to kickoff, James, I mean, you and I are both well aware that this Kansas City defense is a problem, and right now it's being exposed. And Daniel Sorison is completely clueless out there on the back end. Right now, you saw that big play over the top with Josh Allen to Knox, it looked like. It was the tight end. Sorison's this he's 30 yards, 40 yards down the field looking in. He doesn't realize you are the back end. You've got you, you've got the honey badger. He's kind of playing, a, whether it's a spy or playing robber right there, he's kind of mirroring what Josh Allen is doing. At, and Sorensen's supposed to take the top in and be on the backside of it. Nobody behind you. He's sitting there caught up just watching the game like we're sitting here on TV watching the game. <laughs> ugly, ugly. That's completely close. I think Sorensen is really the, he's one of the detriments on that defense on the back end there. But that was whatever coverage they were in. It, like I talked about, Robert or and or just the spy there with with the honey badger using using trying to have him just shadow. 
Shadow Allen there, just ugly. Ugly defense all the way around. Now you've got, it's a 24-10 lead. There's less than two minutes to go, and keep this in mind too, Brady. I'm looking at the live line. It's only eight and a half. That's kind of interesting in favor of the Bills, the fact that they're up 14, because we'll see how this plays out with just over a minute to go in the in the, in the second quarter. The Bills get the ball to start the start the second half so i think that's something to consider when we start digging into what this live line will look like at halftime yeah good point i think the live line is telling you that patrick mahomes still has time to counter and yes you bring up the fact that the buffalo bills will receive the second half kickoff uh let's take a look at your denver broncos they had a three and zero start put to rest last week in the mile high city falling to the ravens and they traveled to face another afc north opponent today in the one and three Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh opened as a favorite here, and then Teddy Bridgewater was cleared from uh, from concussion protocol to start at quarterback for the Broncos. And then we saw money start to go towards the Denver side, and they actually closed as one-and-a-half-point favorites. Now, Pittsburgh jumped on the Broncos early, and then they went into the half with a 17-6 to lead. This is maybe the best we've seen Pittsburgh look in quite a while. Denver had its chances, but Pittsburgh really used their defense to just shut down Teddy Bridgewater and really what has been an anemic Denver offense for the last two weeks, James. That's just 26 points scored by the Broncos in the last two weeks. 27-19, to 19, your final here. Pittsburgh finally puts one in the win column, now 2-3 and three on the year. Well, and I think today was the fact that Denver just didn't run the football. They fell behind early, like you talked about. They were down at halftime, and at, at, ultimately, at, at Pittsburgh got a second half score in that third quarter, and were up twenty. I think they were up at one point twenty-four to six in that game, and that's where it, they just fell behind so early. I think where offensively that offensive line was really a struggle for them i think pittsburgh's defense at home today you knew you're going to get a great effort from them they know they they're going to have to win these games defensively big ben yeah he had a couple big plays over the top but if you watch that game throughout there was a lot of other plays and simple throws that he just completely grounded right down into the turf where he's just not the same caliber of player that we've seen over the years. We know that from Big Ben. It's going to have to be this defense for Pittsburgh that wins football games for them. But I think the other side for the Steelers was they committed to running the football. That's what had not been happening, and they were able to establish the run game today. Najee Harris, 23 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown over five yards per carry. That's what's been missing out of this offense. They have not been able to run the football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's really been utilizing a short passing game in place of the lack of a running game for Pittsburgh. And if they can continue, if they can get the kind of running game today that they did out of Najee Harris going forward, I think that helps keep Pittsburgh competitive because the defense is going to keep them in games. But ultimately, if you have to rely on Big Ben to have to go win games for you week in and week out. He just doesn't have the skill set anymore to do that. No, it was nice to see Najee Harris have a great game. I like that kid. He's from the Bay Area, and boy, is he a heck of a talent. But, uh, yes, he was a huge factor in that Pittsburgh victory today, and it was nice to see him do well. A first-round draft choice out of Alabama for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, The Broncos will play their first division game in Week 6, hosting the Raiders in Denver. Over the summer, they were made a a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Pittsburgh will play in prime time. Sunday night football for the Pro Football Blitz. We'll be talking about the Steelers next week, James, in the Steel City 
as the Seattle Seahawks come to town. Now, over the summer, Pittsburgh was a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. This is likely going to change as, of course, Russell Wilson will miss four to eight weeks. He will not be playing next week for sure with that surgery he just had on his injured finger. How about this one? The Packers had a 16-14 to 14 lead at the half after closing as two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road in Cincinnati. Mason Crosby had missed an extra point, and then he misses a field goal with two minutes and 12 seconds left to tie the game at 22 apiece. Cincinnati has a chance to take the lead with 26 seconds left in regulation. They miss a 56-yard field goal off the upright themselves. Mason Crosby gets another chance from 51 yards with three seconds left in regulation. He misses again, and we head to overtime. Bengals win the toss, and Joe Burrow throws an interception. Crosby gets yet another chance to win the game for the Packers in overtime. James, he misses again. I mean, this this was absolutely unbelievable. I thought this game was never going to end. Evan McPherson then gets another crack at it for Cincinnati. He misses a 49-yard field goal in overtime. It, it was just, you, you talk about all the missed extra points, missed field goals, and I was on Cincinnati today getting three and a half, bet this one very early in the week, but I also had it in a contest play where it was only three. I obviously settle for the push with a minute 55 left in overtime. Crosby finally connects, and the Packers escape with a 25-22 victory. And I tell you what, James, this could be a very bad finish for the books because this number really in a lot of shops closed two and a half. I'm not sure if that was a consensus number, but I think so for the most part. Packers minus two and a half. And I mentioned that I had the Cincinnati Bengals at three and a half from early in the week. So basically betters either had a push or a win on this game. Yeah, I saw it close at two out here in a number of books in Colorado. Yeah, definitely at right up to kickoff. It continued to come in money coming in on the Bengals. And yeah, here we go back again with the common theme with the kickers. All the missed field goals. A lot of missed PATs today, but in that game there, five missed field goals. How much longer are we going to continue? And I and I get it. There's loyalty in sports, and, and somebody like Mason Crosby has had so many game-winning kicks for that franchise in Green Bay. And, and, and yeah, it, it, you talk about the psyche and the chemistry of teams, and you've got to have loyalty, and I think that's where – Keep going back to Mason Crosby and playing for field goals. You have Aaron Rodgers to go win a football game, but we're just going to play and we're going to be conservative with it so our our longstanding kicker here can have another opportunity and another opportunity and another opportunity and can't get it done. Finally got it done. So I guess in that respect, yeah, stayed loyal to him. And he's got to hit one at some point there. When you missed three previous, you're going to stick one at some point, you would hope. But again, it just comes down. It just makes it so difficult, Brady. We're talking about we're we're talking about which side, how we're going to play these games. And there's so many things where we got to handicap and factor into how are we going to bet on these teams. I think that's one aspect of the game. We talk about special teams, whether it's in the with with place kickers and or the punt game that we factor it in a little bit, but it's not as prevalent as we talk about the offensive lines, the quarterbacks, all these other things that we we factor into our handicap. We really have to start to factor in not only the the aptitude of the kickers being able to finish a field goal and or this case here a, a PAT, and but also I think we got to factor in these coaches. We talked about Brandon Staley. 
I'm not kicking. We're going for it. We're going for it on fourth and end in our territory. We don't care. We're going. We're trying to score. We're not relying on our kicker to have to try to win games for us. I think that's something we really have to be mindful of considering not only these kicker struggles, but also which coaches are like, forget these kickers. I'm going with the talent. I'm putting the ball in my offense hand. I'm putting it in my quarterback's hand. We're going to go win the game with the ball in our hands, not off the foot of a kicker. I was kind of surprised that he continued to elect to kick, or yep. to elect to kick, uh, rather than putting it in Aaron Rodgers' hands to win this game. Green Bay goes in division in Week Six, traveling to Soldier Field to face the Bears. Packers were installed as two and a half point favorites in this one over the summer. I imagine that number will be probably bigger than that. And the Bengals are in Detroit to take on Cincinnati. Interesting contest there. Detroit trying to get their first win. They have been heartbroken for a couple weeks in a row. How do they get up off the mat? How does Cincinnati get up off the mat after that loss today to the Green Bay Packers at home? We'll come back with more in just a moment. Hour number three coming up on the Pro Football Blitz. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.